Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host, Lee Greenwood, and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about slings, types of slings we use in industry, some of the pluses, some of the minuses, as always, advantages and disadvantages. We're going to have a look at the um, standard sort of climbing slings, tape slings, various types of those. We're going to have a look at some of the crane slings, some people might call them rigging slings, get called a few different things around the world. And obviously we'll talk about the use of wire slings as well. So they're sort of the three areas we're going to chat about and advantages and disadvantages. As always, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. If you uh, hit that button, uh, that'll be great. If you want to give us a review, that will be amazing. And tell your friends, let people know about it. You know, everybody seems to be pretty secretive about what podcasts they listen to. Let all your ropey friends know that this is out there. There's some, hopefully some good resource for them and some tips, some tricks and some pretty cool chats. So yeah, definitely share that. But let's crack straight on into uh, slings. So first off, I want to sort of chat about your standard sort of climbing slings. I think is the best way to describe them. Nylon, flat slings. You get, uh, there's some different construction, there's some different material used in there. You know, they're pretty much all plastic, uh, nylon, Dyneema, all that type of stuff, depending on the size of them, depends on what they're made out of, but pretty much as a rule, they're all 22 kilonewtons. It's the minimum breaking strength on our slings. And these have pretty much been designed so that they can be used with the carabiners that we use another piece of climbing equipment so they're using them for that questions i get asked quite often uh if you're using them on steel work should you protect them yep it's just like my rope to me it needs to be protected if i can avoid i'm touching anything abrasive that's great uh, moving it away but if that's not possible a lot of the time you end up down the bottom of the stack for protection with rope protectors and things like that um i definitely put them around slings Ideally avoiding it, putting some sort of barrier in there is better. Wire slings is my preferred option if I can get them in there, if that's going to work. I have used rope previously, and I've put that through hose and things like that just to protect it. That gives me um, a bit more. You know, the rope's good for 30 kilonewtons rather than 22, pretty much. So it's giving me a bit more meat and uh, quite a nice size. So, you know, there's a few options for protecting them. But then uh, the next big question I get asked is all about choking slings. Can you choke slings? Should you choke slings? Uh, can you? Yeah, you can. Um, is it a great idea? Most probably not. And then the numbers start getting thrown around. How much does it reduce a sling by? We have a lot of stuff that's out there. A lot of people are saying up to 50%. It depends how it's been choked, you know, in which directions it's been pulled. I'd err on the side of caution, say, okay, so we're um, we're reducing it by 50%. That means that we're taking a 22 kilonewton sling, and if we're dropping um, 50% off of that, that takes us down to 11 kilonewtons, which is definitely below what our anchors should be rated to. So now do we have a anchor that doesn't meet the minimum requirements in rope access? Yeah, you could say that it was 70% or 65% or whatever, but let's err on the side of cautions. So that's most probably not the best thing to do with your sling. 
we're putting a lot of pressure onto a very small part of that sling rather than it being shared along the lengths of the fibres that are in it. But coming back to using rope, if I needed to choke something, could I use a section of rope, uh, put some knots in it and make a sling out of some rope? I've now got a sling that's uh, good for 30 kilonewtons. And then, um, and then if I choke it and we're bringing it down to 15, you know, is that going to be a better option? So it's seeing what's available to you and, uh, and coming up with those, uh, those ways of solving the problem that you need to do. Obviously, there's various wrapping and pulling and things like that, you know, wrap three, pull one, all of that type of stuff. Um, I'm not really going to start running down that road. That's more in your rescue sort of side that I find a lot of that, not so much in the rope access for the rigging of a basic system designed for one person. So that's not really something I want to start chatting about. Um, I do want to get into the rigging slings, crane slings, whatever you want to call them. So these are your various colours, purple being a one-ton sling, and then you've got greens and yellows depicting, you know, whether it's two, three, five, ten ton. Um, one of the things that we get with this, and I'm sure a lot of you uh, understand this anyway, but let's talk about it. So my... Um, my climbing sling has 22 kilonewtons. That's its minimum breaking strength. So that's what it'll break at. Rough conversion, 2,200 kilograms. So that's going to break at 2,200 kilograms is what we're expecting as a minimum. Then we've got our one ton uh, crane sling, rigging sling, purple one. And I've heard people on site saying, oh, you can't use that because that's only, uh, that'll break at 1,000 kilos or one ton. Now that's marked with a working load limit. So that's what the manufacturer says can actually be hung on that sling. So we've now got a sling that can take one ton. Obviously, depending on the configuration, what it's wrapped around, if it's been used straight or if it's doubled up and things like that, that changes. But let's look at the basics. So working load limit, that's a maximum that you can hang on it being one ton. With the rigging slings, they work on a uh, safety of seven. So it will break up. Seven ton is uh, is the information I have available to me, so that's a lot better than the um, breaking at two thousand two hundred kilos or two point two ton with our climbing slings. The thing or the issue that I have with the crane slings, you go and wrap that around something, and then you take a piece of rigging equipment, and you're now using it with climbing equipment. So we're jumping into two different buckets here. We've got rigging, rigging equipment on one side for cranes and uh, rigging jobs and things like that. And now we're using climbing equipment. You've got to be really careful what carabiners you're going to start using uh, with these slings, making sure you've got nice large carabiners so that you're not going to end up cross-loading carabiners or pulling them in a three-directional pull in different directions. Um, it may be that one way to get around this is that you uh, you decide to choke your one-ton sling. So you're going to do some sort of uh, choke on it. So then you only connect it into one section of the sling rather than it pulling two sections. Uh, because we've got a bigger safety on there, it's a one-ton or a two-ton sling. If we're choking it, let's say we're reducing it by half, you know, by 50%. That takes us down to 500 kilos, the working load limit which is definitely a lot better than uh, if we're taking the uh, climbing sling from 22 kilonewtons down to 11, and then we work on 10% uh, of what it breaks at. Um, so if that's breaking at 11, that means we can only hang, hang 110 kilos on it. So the crane sling could work better. Yeah, definitely be aware of those angles on those slings 
and see how much of that sling, because they're bigger and they're fatter, they've got the, the strands inside, it could be pulling your carabiner in the wrong direction or multiple directions, which isn't going to be a, a great thing. I'm not saying that you need to then go and you know, get shackles and mayons and things, but depending on what you're doing and where you are, definitely having that crossover between rigging equipment and climbing equipment, you need to be aware. And there may be something you need to use. I have in the past seen people set up turfers with a five-ton turfer, a nice two-ton rigging sling at the end, and then a carabiner clipped in between it. Obviously, that's now a massive weak link. If you're using all rigging gear, use all rigging gear. Um, get shackles in there and things like that. I think that nicely brings us on to uh, wire slings. Lots of different options out there. A lot of the sort of rope access manufacturers are starting to make these now. There's some pretty good ones out there. And a lot of them have plastic coating over the top. So that's protecting the wires. It's protecting the structure that you're wrapping it around. Depending on where you are in the world, there's a few different rules on the size of the cable that needs to be used for suspending human life. A lot of people listening from various parts of the world, so I'm not going to go into specifics on that. But um, there are some nicely made slings that are out there. You can get a made. Rigging companies will make up slings for you, making sure you protect them. The big thing here is making sure you're getting somebody who's competent to inspect them. Uh, we're moving sort of outside of rope access equipment and more into rigging equipment, so make sure somebody understands the wires. Obviously, with any inspection, if it looks different than what's going on, if you've got your standard tape sling and there's part of it that looks different, does it change colour, does it feel hard or soft? With your wire slings, does it look the same the whole way down? Is there a bend in it? Is there a kink in it? Are there sections that are broken? You know, you need to do that basic check before you use any of this gear. The nice thing about the wire slings, because you're down around that sort of 10 mil, 8 mil um, size, depending on what you're using, that uh, helps load the carabiner a lot better. Being aware of the uh, the size of the loop, being able to get that into places and things like that, but you can get these made up in various different sizes. So yeah, that's a bit of a chat about the things that we attach to our uh, our ropes to. You know, are you using a uh, a tape sling? Are you using uh, rigging slings? Are you using uh, wire slings? There are lots of options out there. One thing to do with the uh, uh, rigging slings that I find quite interesting in Australia, there's a company in WA who has, uh, a couple of years ago, or quite a few years ago now, started making one-ton uh, crane slings, but they made them white and wrote on them rope access only. Um, I have seen a couple of riggers who weren't rope access people pick them up and as it was as if it was a hot potato they were like it was a white sling it didn't compute you know it didn't fit into the colors that they knew the green the purple the uh the yellow and so they were definitely not going to use it so that's quite if you are using these slings that could be a way to go that it is completely different because you don't want a sling to be used for lifting a one ton thousand kilo load and then the next thing that's happening is you're hanging on it so we definitely don't want to have that crossover between you know, heavy lifting equipment and rope access equipment that's suspending human life. So you definitely have it separated. If you are using the one-ton purple slings and you've got some heavy lifting slings and you've got stuff used for rope access for suspending human life, definitely keep those identified and keep them apart. But yeah, I hope this was useful. A little bit of a chat, a few questions that I get asked quite often, so I thought I'd put the uh, put the chat together and give us a 
give you some information. As always, thanks for taking the time to listen. Um, Really appreciate the feedback that we're getting uh, from you guys out there. As always, please uh, please share the podcast with your friends. Let them know about it if they haven't seen it. Um, and always happy to have a chat if anybody's got any information they want to share with us. But anyway, for now, stay safe. I'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>